This is Colin Edwards. At the benefit rally at the Oakland Auditorium last Saturday evening, February 17th, Berkeley City Councilman Ronald V. Dellums announced that he would be introducing a resolution at the next meeting of the Council that the Council call for the freeing of Mr. Huey P. Newton for the dropping of the murder indictment against him as having been voted by a grand jury that was not composed of his peers and for the reconstitution of the Alameda County Grand Jury so as to properly reflect a cross-section of the community. The next meeting of the Council was held this morning, February 20th. In the chair, in place of Mayor Wallace Johnson, who was absent, was Vice Mayor Wilmont Sweeney, a Negro attorney, the only other Negro on the Council besides Mr. Dellums. Also present today were Mrs. Margaret S. Gordon, Mr. Daniel Dewey, Mr. William T. Brown, Zach Brown to many Berkeley people, Mr. John Swingle, and Mr. John DeBonis. Mrs. Bernice Hubbard-May was absent. These are council members I'm talking about now. There had been rumours that a group of Black Panthers would show up at the council chamber to lend moral support for Mr. Dellum's resolution, but none appeared. I counted ten Negroes in the audience of sixty when the council meeting opened. Six more joined them later, and there were a half a dozen white people whom I could identify as sympathetic to Mr. Dellum's resolution. None of them conducted any sort of demonstration inside or outside the council chamber, or indeed outside City Hall either, and the proceedings were conducted in absolute calm, except for some vigorous table-thumping by Councilman De Bonis. I mention this to explain the thumps you will hear during the discussion. In the back row of the audience section sat Inspector Skeels of the Berkeley Police Intelligent Unit, and a police photographer in uniform trousers, shoes and socks, but with a civilian sweater, sat in the front row. After the items on today's council agenda, involving presentations by private citizens, had been dealt with, the council chairman, Vice Mayor Sweeney, asked if the council wanted to continue on through the rest of the agenda, which consisted of reports from public boards, commissions and committees, or whether it would prefer to delay that to later so that it could consider the resolution that Councilman Dellums wanted to introduce. Councilman De Bonis objected strenuously to departing from the agenda, but was outvoted, and the Council voted to let Councilman Dellums introduce his resolution after a ten-minute recess. During that recess, I talked with Councilman Dellums. I've uh, given the listeners an idea of your resolutions. The thrust of my uh, resolution, which is the guarantee of rights under the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, and that's my primary issue, and that's what I'm, I'm basing my both resolutions on. It's the question of whether a man has the right to a fair trial, which in my estimation sets forth his right to be judged by his peers. And this, I think, is a major issue, uh, not only in the South, but certainly in the North and certainly in this county. That is, the number of minority people who manage to be selected onto juries and certainly the flagrant violation of the concept uh, typified by the fact that there are no minority people on the grand jury in Alameda County. It seems to me rather ludicrous and absurd, and I feel a, a responsibility as a public official to stand up and say where I feel on this matter, and I think it is my my responsibility to do this, and I'm coming before the council to solicit their support. I'm in no way trying to uh, put anyone on the spot, apply any pressure to anyone. It's just my feeling that if I could get this council to back this document, it would give us more impetus for going into the community saying that if we're talking about living in America as Americans, then the, the democratic rights and, 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 and principles that uh, uh, accrue to all citizens should accrue equally. 
and the question of a fair trial and the question of participation at the jury level and the right to be uh, judged by your peers seems to me to be an inherent right that all men have, including black, brown, yellow, and every other group of people. But the thrust of the resolution is that because Mr. Newton was not indicted by a grand jury that, in, that represented his peers, uh, that therefore this indictment should be revoked and or in this, uh, it should be the sense of the Berkeley City Council that, this, that he should be freed, that, that the indictment wasn't uh, a fair indictment because the grand jury wasn't uh, represented of his peers. That's right. You see, the, the case against Huey Newton is a classic example of all of the inherent problems in our system. Now, here's a young minority person who has been indicted for allegedly shooting a white police officer. You have all of the emotionalism, all of the irrationality involved in this. You have a certain degree of trial before a, 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 a conviction prior to the trial. You have all of the problems against this young man. And it seems to me that this is the kind of case that typifies the whole problem, and it seems to me that we should stand up and say where we feel on this matter. He certainly can't be re-arrested and re-adjudicated. He's gone through a certain process. I maintain that that process is unconstitutional, and if it is such, and we as public officials believe that it is such, and I think we have a responsibility to the public to stand up and say that. What effect would, uh, would this resolution have if it were adopted by the Berkeley City Council? I'm going to ask the uh, city the city attorney what appropriate bodies that I would forward this resolution to. I'm not at all sure what the uh, what the influence will be, what the impact will be, except that at least it says that there is a body in a given community who feels strongly about the rights of people and uh, hopefully if it is, if it is passed it certainly uh, will provide hopefully some atmosphere that, that may be conducive to allowing this man, if, if, if the case is not thrown out, to uh, have a fair and uh, equitable trial, which is something that I'm very afraid that he won't have under the present circumstances. Uh, so my answer to you is that I'm not sure what the impact will be, except that I feel personally uh, a responsibility to stand up, and I recognize the pressure, and I recognize the uh, the, uh, the controversy involved, but nevertheless, I took on the responsibility of public office, and that brings with it all the heat. So uh, uh, I'm just standing up and, and uh, saying what I feel. Well, you'll be going in in a few minutes to introduce this resolution. Are you optimistic? Oh, I don't know. I, I think Berkeley has demonstrated a tradition of uh, democratic process, and it certainly has uh, demonstrated a liberal persuasion. What I'm asking for, what I'm setting forth here is a guarantee of rights under the Constitution, and I see uh, very little reason why most, if not all, of the uh, resolution would not be adopted. Uh, to not do it in a, in, 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 in a way, in, in, in a very uh, interesting kind of way, means that we're not addressing ourselves to the real rights of people, and I think that that's a very fundamental question. Uh, members of any other councils in the East Bay, in, uh, in Alameda County, introducing similar resolutions, do you know, Councilman Denholm? No, I'm sorry, I don't know. Uh, I undertook this as an individual thing. I've been concerned about this over the last several months. The Huey Newton case certainly crystallized my thinking in this area. I've been concerned about the fact that I see very few, if any, uh, black or minority faces uh, on juries and certainly on the grand jury. In this case, uh, and the fear that I have of how that case will go down has led me to come forward on, in this matter, and uh, I don't know if any other people are going to do it. I just speaking to my own individual responsibility. Thank you, Councilman Dennons. Now we must wait for the discussion and the decision of the Council. 
I recorded the city council meeting when it resumed, and here are some excerpts from that recording. And the next regular item on the agenda relates to the... Uh, Mr. I would suggest we continue with the agenda. There are people here that have, have to go to work, and uh, there are people here that don't work. So I would, I would make a motion that we continue with the agenda. I'd like to ask the uh, members of the audience who are interested in other items than Mr. Dellum's report to raise their hands. Or then those who are interested in Mr. Dellum's... Yeah, I suggest that the overwhelming uh, preponderance of people interested in Mr. Dellum's uh, motion indicate that we should consider it at this time. No, uh, Mr. Mayor. Just a moment, Mr. All right. Mr. DeBonis. Any other members of the council who wish to uh, express a view on this? I'll support Mr. Singleton. So, okay. Mr. DeBonis. I feel this is unjust. I think... Now, please... We, we sit up here for hours and hours while you... You have the floor, Mr. DeBonis. That's please. right. Well, I, I don't want any heckling from the floor. Because I'm the one guy that won't take it. You have the floor, sir. No. All right. And you, you, uh, you have don't the floor. disrupt oh, me. Yeah. I think this is a, a disruption of our council agenda by people such as this group here is not for the good of Berkeley or the city council. Uh... Here, people are here tonight that are on the agenda and have already been scheduled and to give way to people that just break in and by one of our council members demanding they come down and back him, I think is deplorable. I know I'm going to lose, but nevertheless, I'm right. The majority vote is not always right. I protest it. Since those remarks by Councilman De Bonis may have given the impression that the council chamber had been forcibly entered by a group sympathetic to Mr. Dellum's resolution and that they were attempting to intrude themselves into the council's deliberations, let me note here that as one who is present, I can state that no such forceful intrusion took place or any form of disruption. The ten Negroes and the few Peace and Freedom Party people there at the time had entered normally and mostly at different intervals and individually, and they were sitting quietly in different sections of the audience and continued to do so for as long as they remained. Now back to the council session. As Vice Mayor Wilmont Sweeney resumed his remarks from the chair following Councilman de Bonus's protest, Councilman John Swingle interjected an explanation of why the majority of the council had felt it could depart from the order of its agenda to hear Councilman Delamer's resolution. All right, the chair, uh, I would just like to point out to Mr. DeBonis that uh, we've already heard everyone who was here in uh, response to any item in the agenda. The other items on the agenda all come from our own city boards, commissions, and committees, and this is why I feel that it's just... That's not alibi. Let's go on. The majority rules, but it's not a democratic rule. Okay, the chair uh, does note that there are people in the audience who are here on items other than this one, and the chair, of course, is also aware of the fact that the normal procedure would be for any new item to come at the end of the agenda. However, uh, the chair notes also that it appears to be the sense of the council that that procedure uh, uh, be set aside uh, in this instance and that we hear from Mr. Dellums at this time if he uh, wishes to make a presentation to that the council. That is a procedure every time you get someone from Telegraph Avenue or any of the hippies down the here. You do the same thing. This is Mr. Dellums. Mr. Dellums, you have a uh, presentation you wish to make to this council? Yes, Mr. Mayor. I might just add very briefly that uh, as has often uh, been the case, where my comments have either been quoted out of context or distorted, 
I certainly didn't demand that anyone come to this city council uh, in support or in opposition to this resolution. I bring this resolution before you out of a personal conviction of the rights and the dignity uh, guaranteed all citizens of the United States. I might add to my fellow colleagues that I recognize the controversy involved in this issue. I recognize the emotionalism involved. This is in no way an attempt to place anyone on the spot or pressure anyone into taking a position that they would either ordinarily not take or maybe would not bring before this council. I might say that the nature of this, the subject rather of this resolution, uh, one might ask the question, why am I bringing it before the city council? Number one, I certainly could have raised this, this issue as an individual, either through a press conference or whatever other means to uh, let our community know what my feelings are on this, these particular matters that I'm raising. But I am here before you, as my colleagues, to solicit your support above and beyond my ability to articulate this matter, because it is my belief that if I am able to obtain the support of this body, it lends greater impetus, certainly more than my own individual voice uh, uh, standing up for what I believe to be the case. I was asked prior to uh, coming back uh, whether or not any other people in any other public bodies had planned to do this. I don't know, and that certainly speaks to their responsibility. I'm just saying what I feel is my moral and ethical responsibility to stand up wherever I see uh, any injustice or any flagrant violation of rights. While I'm extremely clear about the separation of the executive, legislative, and judicial branches of, branches of our system of government, I believe it is the responsibility of each of these branches to protect all of the rights of all of the citizens of these United States. I further believe it is the responsibility of each public official to speak against injustices and violation of rights and, where possible, polls for consideration, corrective measures, no matter where the final jurisdiction rests. The thrust of this resolution speaks to the guarantee of rights afforded all citizens of the United States under the 14th Amendment to the Constitution. I am concerned about the question of the right of a man to a fair trial and the right of a man to be judged by his peers. I am concerned about the question of inadequate representation of minority people on the grand jury in Alameda County and on all trial juries, because it is certainly clear, data will support this, that there are very few minority people who manage to make it into the jury system. Depending upon how one interprets the, the definition of the word peer, it seems to me that this is a flagrant violation of those rights, particularly when the minority community in Alameda County, comprised of black, Mexican-Americans, Spanish-speaking, and other ethnic minorities, not having them substantially represented in this system seems to me uh, to be a violation of the rights guaranteed under the 14th Amendment. We often have preoccupied ourselves with a discussion of these flagrant uh, violations with respect to the South and Southern states. 
But I maintain that the problems exist as, as, as openly and as blatantly in the North so that for a minority person or a black person to be judged by an all-white jury in the South leads, in my estimation, to the same conclusions, the same inequities as an all-white jury judging a black man in the North. The geographic boundaries don't make the problems any different. I am presenting this resolution in two parts, and the first part has certainly uh, has not been adequately uh, reported by at least some of the media, speaks to the thrust and the very basis and the essence of my resolution. The second part of the resolution speaks to a specific case, the case of Mr. Huey P. Newton. I want to make it very clear that it is not my concern as to whether Mr. Newton is guilty or innocent. That is a matter that ostensibly should be before the courts for a fair and equitable trial. But the case of Mr. Huey P. Newton raises all, it is a textbook case of all of the emotionalism, the contradictions, the controversy, as a young black man who ostensibly has been accused of shooting a white police officer with all of the emotionalism that that involves, stands a very good chance of not being afforded a fair trial. He certainly was indicted by a group that had none of his peers, no blacks. And it seems to me that in raising this question, in raising the question around this specific issue, what I am attempting to do is to, to point out a specific case that has all of the elements of what I believe we should be fighting against. And this is why I'm raising the question with respect to Mr. U.A.P. Newton, because it is certainly not only his life or his rights at stake, but the rights of all people in the United States are at stake. And my resolution, I guess to some extent, puts our judicial system on trial with respect to our ability to guarantee the rights of people. I'm not here to say whether he's innocent or guilty. I'm here to say as a public official that I have the ability to see to it that he has accorded his rights, irrespective of his color, irrespective of his organizational affiliation, and irrespective of the crime for which he is accused. Part one of my resolution reads, whereas the underlying philosophy of the judicial system in America is predicated upon the assumption that a man accused of a crime is innocent until proven guilty, and whereas that man is guaranteed as a citizen of these United States the right to due process of law, and whereas due process includes the right to receive a fair trial, which sets forth the right to be judged by one's peers, guaranteed by the 14th Amendment of the Constitution of the United States, and whereas Webster's Dictionary defines peer as one that is of equal standing with another, and whereas recent Supreme Court decisions dealing with the composition of a jury reflect concern for greater protection of those rights guaranteed under the 14th Amendment, therefore be it resolved, this body go on record, demanding that wherever the basic right of a man 
to have his case tried by his peers, that peers be defined as a panel of a cross-section of residents representative of the community in which he resides. And two, this should apply to the grand jury as well as the trial jury. And three, the, select, the selection process should be modified to guarantee the above. I might add here parenthetically that if few minority people manage to get on juries, then it seems to me that we should take a very clear look at the selection process. This is not my area of competency nor my area of expertise, but it seems to me that I must raise the question and I think that it should be dealt with. Four, all steps be immediately taken to reconstitute the Alameda County jury to reflect the cross-section of representatives of this community, including black people. It seems to me rather ironic that in a community in Northern California comprising the largest single group, the largest group of, this is one area that comprises the largest group of minority people in Northern California, that we have negligible representation, if any, at the grand jury level. Uh, it seems to me something that we must address. Part two, whereas black people comprise a substantial segment of this community, and whereas the composition of juries, and specifically the grand jury, do not reflect the black community, and whereas this violates a black man's rights to be judged by his peers, and whereas at the grand jury level, Mr. Huey Newton, a black man, is a victim of this flagrant violation of constitutional rights guaranteed all citizens of the United States under the 14th Amendment. Therefore, be it resolved, this body go on record demanding that the case against Mr. Newton be judged unconstitutional, that he be freed immediately. Is there a second to that motion? In order to get it on the floor, I second it. All right, Mr. Brown seconds. Mr. Mayor, the only other thing that I might add is that I have not indicated on the resolution who this would be forwarded to. If the council decides to respond favorably to this resolution, I would then solicit the uh, suggestion of the city attorney uh, as to who this resolution might most appropriately be directed to. Are you making that in the form of a motion? I mean, the entire proposed resolution in the form of a motion? Um, the council may decide that they would like to deal with it one part at a time or both parts. Um, this certainly is at your pleasure. Are you making a motion with reference to any part of it? Well, I'm making a motion that it be adopted, both parts be adopted. All right. Is there any discussion uh, among the council members with reference to, and the chair suggests that we, uh, in discussing the matter, if we propose to discuss it, that we do so uh, in parts, taking part one first and then part two. And prior to entertaining council discussion, I would like to um, ask a couple of questions of the city attorney. Maybe first I'd better ask one of you, Mr. Dellums. With reference to the second part of uh, your proposed resolution, uh, it appears to the chair, simply by virtue of the fact that uh, the chair is a practicing attorney, that this might 
be a kind of a problem involving the rights of Mr. N Mr. Newton that uh, his attorney may want to know about before uh, a lot of discussion takes place. You are aware of the fact that there have been many court decisions to the effect that uh, considerable court discussion with ref I mean public discussion with reference to a matter pending before the courts can prejudice the right of the person to receive a fair trial. Uh, in many instances, because of the fact that the public becomes so much more aware and it becomes very difficult then to find people to serve as jurors right. who have not uh, formed an opinion one way or the other. Now, one question I would like to ask you is, have you discussed with Mr. Newton's attorneys uh, the fact that you were going to ask this counsel to take some action with reference to his specific case? No, Mr. Mayor, I have not. Um, my intent here, because certainly prior to the time that this document was ever written by my uh, hand, uh, the case has received considerable notoriety uh, on all of the media, so I think talk shows and what have you. Uh, but in answer to your question very specifically, I have not. It, it was my intention here to hopefully do my part to ensure that there would be fair and equitable treatment in the situation. All right. Maybe I don't have any questions of you, Mr. City Attorney. I have some uh, questions of Mr. Dellum. Mr. DeBonis. And then the uh, discussion phase will uh, now recognize Mr. DeBonis. Uh, and I hope that uh, this is just as important to my heart as it is to Mr. Dellum. And I hope that Mr. Dellum has had 15 or 20 minutes, and I hope that you don't attempt to cut me short, Mr. Chairman, please. Because this means an awful lot to me, as much as it does to him. Uh... First of all, I'd uh, ask him, is this a conflict of interest between you and the Black Panthers? You better understand what the definition of conflict of interest well, is. Well, uh, are you a program. member of the Black Panthers? No, I'm not a member of the Black Panthers. Uh, and if I was, it would seem to me that that wouldn't be any of your yes, business. it would be a conflict of interest, Mr. Dellum. Uh, now, may I ask you, uh, do you feel that the Negro does not get his fair chance or shake in court, that there's too many races? Uh, Mr. Mayor, I think that Mr. DeBonis has a right to speak his thing, but he doesn't have a right to cross-examine somebody else. I have else a right to challenge him. I have it's a Mr. Right DeBonis. Something to the table. Just a moment, I'm please. Tired. Just a moment. Just a moment, Mr. Right. I'm tired of this. In case those banging noises sound confusing, let me break in here to explain that the thumps came from Councilman DeBonis's fists on the table and the sharp knocks from Chairman Sweeney's gavel. The chair recognizes no, the, the chair recognizes the fact that Mr. DeBonis has the floor. Right. He may, for the purposes of discussion, will you please, Mr. Bonus, I'm trying to protect your well, interest. You're right. Please do. Did I get he, this on my left hand side every time? He has the right to ask questions for clarification. Uh, Any time a fellow council member, Mr. Dellums, feels that the question is one that he does not choose to answer, he certainly has a right not to respond to it. Now, would you yes, proceed I with your part of the discussion? Just bear with me now. He has the chance of reading here, and I have notes here that uh, uh, picking uh, picking a uh, jury from uh, uh, your peers, your local community, could that mean that uh, a man so well thought in the community, I could say I am in, in places, and that if I went out and committed 
or was arrested for a murder. That, and my, my jury were going to be of my own immediate uh, uh, people that I know. Would I get a fair trial or would I would get a fair trial? I would get a veteran a fair trial, but would the state get a fair trial? Mr. DeVonis, I think you should consult a dictionary on the definition of what is community. Now, with reference to the grand jury, when you're talking about community, that sets forth Alameda County as the community. In Alameda County, there are a substantial number of minority people. To not have them on the grand jury, in my estimation, does not comprise a cross-section of representatives of that community. The term community is a very... Well, I'll just stop there. I, in the community, it can be a, a, a county, it can be a state, it can be a nation. I, and I don't see where you see anywhere in there where I said local community. Well, in the community, you, you make mention in there. Well, uh, if we're going to take this on as a, uh, in part, why, then I will have the right to uh, question on every part. So, thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. All right, that concludes your part of the discussion. Well, uh, I'm far from through, but oh. go ahead for the present time. Any other member of the council wish to uh, uh, enter into discussion with reference to part one of this proposed resolution? Uh, Mr. Mayor, I shouldn't have seconded this motion. I thought it, it would be good to get it on the floor and have a, a reasonable discussion. However, I, I don't think that the council should take action um, in this matter because I don't think it's really basically in the jurisdiction of the council. And if by simply not seconding it, the, the matter would be dropped and, and nobody would have an opportunity to make any discussion. Uh, I don't think it's proper to cross-examine other council members, as I stated earlier. <laughs> but I do feel that it's proper for any council member to bring any matter he wants and to have a, a, a discussion in presenting the views. I. Um, after seconding, I realize I'm getting myself into a trap in that although I support the ideas and I, I don't feel that it's a, it's a um, it's a germane matter to, um, to, to, to for the council to act on, and I, I, I don't really know how to get out of the trap <laughs> at this present time because I don't want well, to um, to have this record the council go either on record as. Um, uh, of supporting it, which I feel it, it's not as its prerogative. I don't want us to to um, vote against it in forcing it to be rejected. Perhaps maybe um, the thing that be tabled would be a better, uh, might get us out of this dilemma in the best way. Can I make a substitute? Might I make one point? Mr. Uh, I appreciate your comments, Mr. Brown. Where I think this whole thing does have relevance very specifically is, number one, Berkeley is a, an important and respected part of Alameda County. I think that then speaks to our responsibility in that matter at the grand jury level, because we certainly have... Uh, this is Mr. Secondly, we are representatives of residents of the city of Berkeley. From time to time, unfortunately, they come before the courts and some of them managed to get themselves into jury trials. It seems to me here again we uh, have a responsibility. So I think that the matter is of concern to us as representatives of, of citizens of Berkeley. Legislators have uh, certainly disagreed with the president who is the chief executive. 
Other legislators have have disagreed with the Supreme Court decision of 1954. Uh, there are thousands and thousands of recorded situations where the various one level or one branch of our uh, uh, governmental system has made a statement with respect to the other on the basis of principle, on the basis of belief. And it seems to me that uh, this is not new. The precedent was set Mr. Chairman, I have a substitute motion I'd like to make. Now, as to the unconstitutionality of the Alameda County Grand Jury, I would suggest that if Mr. Dellums had checked his state laws, he would discover that the state legislator is a proper place to address his personal complaint. It may well be that his challenge of the manner in which the jury is constituted is legitimate. But his approach to his office as a councilman is completely out of order and the ultimate of bad taste. I therefore, I, take, I make a motion that this resolution of Mr. Dellums be rejected on the basis that it is improper and, and should not be considered part of the business of this council. And I think that would all of us out of it. Is there a second to the proposed substitute motion? There appears to be no second, so we're back with the main well, motion. Four, um, the Mr. Mayor? This is uh, Gordon. I would like to propose a substitute motion that this council go on record as Mrs. Gordon. recognizing the need for a study of the method of selection of grand juries. And I'm not entirely certain to whom that kind of um, recommendation should be addressed, but perhaps we can discuss that. And let me say that <clears throat> in Proposing this substitute motion, uh, I recognize that there are problems. I have discussed the method of selection of the grand jury with various people. I think there are problems with whether, with respect to whether various segments of the community are adequately represented as a result of the present selection process. However, with to Mr. Dellum's original resolution, it seems to me that the Berkeley City Council is not a proper body to consider a matter that is uh, going before a trial court. Uh, I, as an individual member of the council, <coughs> could not, without having seen all the evidence, possibly uh, have an informed view about the um, validity of the indictment of Mr. Huey Newton. So I'm proposing uh, a substitute motion purely with respect to the need for a study of the system of selection of grand juries. Is there a second well, to this proposed substitute motion? Second. Well, may I on the Discussion on the motion. May yes. Um, just ahead. a moment, please. Uh, Mr. Swingle, you for the second. Go ahead. Would you like to, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Swingle is seconding. And I will certainly second her substitute motion. Uh, I feel that as a councilman, I don't have enough knowledge to, to uh, uh, realize just the impact of some of the wording, for example, uh, section one on page two and such things as that. And I, I would therefore endorse the idea of a study of the manner of selection of a grand jury. I also feel that this might be a more effective process if in some ways uh, we could request that uh, the Alameda County District Attorney or some knowledgeable person uh, of that organization or of the judicial system which is con uh, concerned with the selection of the grand jury uh, could perhaps meet with us in a study session or an informational session and uh, this it seems to me would be much more effective than passing a resolution which would just be forwarded by mail to some uh, 
portion of, of the judicial or uh, legal system. Uh, secondly, I can't uh, second uh, Mrs. Gordon's motion without saying that I feel that, that part two uh, to go on record that the, to demand that the case be judged unconstitutional is going beyond the function of a city council because we, we have no right to demand that something be judged unconstitutional. This, this, this remedy lies somewhere else. And the second part of that resolution uh, that Mr. Newton be freed immediately, uh, we have no jurisdiction in that matter. But I would like to second uh, uh, Councilman Gordon's motion because I feel that this would be the most fruitful thing, uh, and I feel that this would actually be more in the spirit of the thrust of Mr. Dellum's resolution than any other action we could take. Further discussion on yes, the substitute motion? Mr. Dellums. I might ask Mrs. Gordon, <coughs> As maker of the motion, you know, I'm also concerned about the selection of the trial juries because, and I think that also has to be looked into because if only one out of 12 can make it every so often onto a jury, uh, it seems to me that there's something wrong with the, with, the, uh, with the jury selection process. And I recognize that both lawyers have an opportunity to get some of their people on. But it seems to me that maybe that doesn't meet the need that we have, and maybe it doesn't really speak to to an opportunity to provide for adequate representation of, of all of the members of our community uh, to give a man a right to be judged by his peers. And I would uh, would would ask: Are you also concerned about including, or would you be in favor of including in your substitute motion the same thing with respect to trial? Well, the process of selection of trial juries goes back through English history to uh, the 13th century. And um, I am less convinced that there is an acute need for um, any major modification in the selection of trial juries. I would really prefer to confine the motion to the method of selection of grand juries, which I think is subject to a good deal of question as it relates to our contemporary society. As a second, Mr. Dellums, I would like to say that uh, I feel that uh, I would go beyond Mrs. Gordon in saying that I would be perfectly willing to look into the situation in relation to a trial jury, and uh, I would so move, but as a separate motion, because I feel that the question of the grand jury, you have a process of selection that is, is different, and we would be talking to different people and wanting information from different people. And I feel that perhaps they should be considered separately, although perhaps concurrently. Mr. Swingle. Uh, the, the chair is usually somewhat... I'm sorry, you've been trying to get the floor. Mr. Okay. DeBonis. You want, you want to go? Oh, I have to go. I'd like right. to let everybody uh, else I, speak before I, I do it. I need motion. I feel that uh, this council has enough issues to study without going into the field of other jurisdictions, which is out of bounds. Each and every member of the city council can on his own, not as a city of Berkeley, it is not right, seek remedies to the so-called illegal method. I don't, I am positive that this motion will not be welcomed by two-thirds of the people of Berkeley. Mr. DeBonis, could I explain that I was not proposing that the Berkeley City Council undertake a study? Uh, we have no uh, 
power to change the grand jury system in any case. I was merely recommending that an appropriate body uh, make a study. And I would assume that this would be the state legislature because, may I say, I believe that the that their the process of selecting grand juries is determined on the basis of state legislation, is it not? Sure it is. I have a feeling probably Mr. Sweeney knows more about grand juries than I do. I, my understanding is that the present system is that each judge of the superior court nominates three persons, and of those yes. 60 persons, they, have, they select they whatever. I think there's 25. 19. 19 on the grand jury at the present time. And this is set up by, frankly, I don't know whether it's set up by state legislation or the state constitution. I don't know. Do you know, Mr. Sweeney? There is state legislation on the subject. However, the... The uh, precise method of selection uh, is by um, local determination. The judges locally may make determinations within the broad state uh, legislative uh, framework. Is this legislation or constitutional provision? I know there's legislation on it. I assume there's a constitutional provision uh, from which the legislation sprang. There is, my understanding uh, of the jury uh, selection is that each member of the Alameda County Superior Court, and there are now 20 members, uh, have the right to recommend three people to serve on the Alameda County uh, uh, Grand Jury. Of these 60 people selected, uh, 30 names are selected by a procedure which the judges themselves set up. These 30 names are then placed in a drum, and from this drum of 30 names, uh, after the people are contacted to determine whether or not they are available to serve, but the magnanimous tremendous fee of $5 per regular session. Uh, from this drum, 19 names are selected uh, at random. These 19 people, assuming all can serve, then are in panel as the uh, grand jury for the county, and the uh, presiding judge of Alameda County has the right to name the chairman of this group. Now, as I started before, the chair dislikes to intrude until the council have had a chance to, uh, to express theirs. Uh, the first view that I would like to state is that as far as the second part of your resolution is concerned, it is, it is my view as a practicing attorney that a body such as this should not be taking action with reference to a matter that is pending before the courts. This is, right. this is simply my own personal view uh, and based upon uh, how I conduct myself in my profession. Uh, I, I think it tends to jeopardize the rights of the party uh, who, is, uh, who is involved. As to the first part of uh, the proposed resolution and with reference to the uh, uh, substitute motion that is before us, also calling upon my own experience, uh, there's no question in my mind but what there is something wrong with a grand jury selection system uh, which results continuously in the selection of a panel of 19 uh, people who have the tremendous responsibilities of a grand jury. Uh, representing a metropolitan area, such as is indicated here, uh, with the racial composition and the various uh, socioeconomic uh, compositions of people in this uh, uh, whole metropolitan area, when such a grand jury uh, consistently over a period of years either has no racial minority people in it or have one uh, per session. It is my understanding that for the past three years there has been one uh, certainly one Negro person uh, in the grand jury. Uh, based upon the present method of selection, I don't know whether any other racial minorities have been uh, on it or not. I believe uh, also that the great preponderance of the people who have been serving on the grand jury have been people uh, uh, 
pretty well off economically and generally regarded as fairly conservative in their views. It may well be that a study of the order, uh, I would certainly recommend to this council that we get information, those of us who don't have any, that we ask for information because of the powers and responsibilities that the grand jury has. It has responsibility not only of handing down or not handing down indictments in criminal cases at the request of the district attorney, but one of its major functions is that of being in the nature of a watchdog of county government. It is supposed to investigate, check, recheck, and make recommendations, and everybody such as ours should certainly be interested in the proper functioning of county government uh, and whether or not county government can best reflect the wishes of its people. Uh, if the composition of the grand jury is skewed uh, to some degree, uh, would tend to raise a question in, uh, in my mind. Uh, I would tend to support the substitute motion, uh, but request that we get informed. I would suggest that we uh, uh, request the court itself, Alameda County uh, uh, Superior Court, that they provide us with information as to the method of selection of the Alameda County Grand Jury, uh, uh, and bearing in mind that recently, uh, in the uh, Hewitt Newton case, this question was raised by his attorney, and my understanding from reading in the newspapers is that the presiding judge from last year, as well as the uh, uh, jury commissioner, uh, testified in that matter. It may very well be that this council will be interested in obtaining a copy of the transcript of that testimony. It may be that he would be interested in asking the court to uh, assign somebody to come and inform us. Uh, we have had members from Berkeley who have served on grand juries. It may be that we will want to ask them to come in and tell us uh, their opinions as to how the grand jury is uh, formed and how it functions. After we get this information, it may then be that one resolution of recommendation uh, to the grand jury itself and or to the uh, uh, Superior Court of Alameda County. Now, speaking to the question of the trial juries, uh, I would point out that that the composition of trial jurors, this again is from my own personal experience, the composition of trial jurors on a racial basis uh, varies markedly from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Uh, for example, you come into the municipal court of the Berkeley-Albany area, and uh, it looks like Berkeley does. Uh, it's uh, very well racially mixed, uh, it has been my experience. Uh, you go into the some other courts in some adjoining uh, judicial districts, and you get a totally different idea. Now, with reference to the trial juries uh, uh, in the Alameda County Superior Court, you should be aware of the fact that a recent uh, uh, contest uh, of the manner in which trial juries are selected was brought before the court by Clinton White, the Alameda County Public Defender, and an attorney by the name of Mr. Carroll, uh, objecting in a specific case. The court uh, itself now has appointed a committee, uh, which is composed, uh, I don't know if it's total composition, but Judge Folger Emerson is the chairman of that committee, to study the method of selection of uh, members of the trial juries for the Alameda County Superior Court. Uh, it may be that this body will want to wait until that report is out, or it may be that it will want to ask for information during the time that study is going on. Uh, but. I thought you'd just like to have this information from me at this time in determining the course of action that this uh, council would like to take. 
So, Mr. Chairman, yeah. Mr. Uh, Devonis, what is the purpose of the uh, the uh, uh, substitute motion? Then we, as a council, are not going to uh, ask for a uh, a uh, report on the constitutionality of the uh, uh, method. Uh, isn't it up to each individual one to seek that? To seek his, uh, to go get the information. Why should he come here and talk to us? We should go there and talk to them individually. I don't think should, this should even be voted on at the city council level. The, the chair would note that constitutionality or unconstitutionality ultimately can be determined only by the court. You know, this body, all the popular votes in the world, doesn't determine well, what's constitutional and what isn't. So anybody who wants to question the constitutionality of something has to do so in a proper manner before the court. That's right. Now, as I understand it, Mrs. Gordon was suggesting that we inform ourselves, uh, not on the question of whether it's constitutional, but on the question of whether we think that proper representation uh, uh, exists in bodies which are of vital interest to the citizens of the city of Burton. Uh, as a unit, you mean as a unit council uh, group or individual? My understanding, I don't know, maybe she's there's better no explain need her motion individual I thought she wanted this no body to get the information, but if she means it individually... Uh, there's no need for a motion if it's not uh, a unit. Let's ask her. Mrs. Gordon, did you intend for, to ask this body to uh, get information on this subject as a body? That was not my original intention, uh, Mr. Mayor. I, uh, what I intended was that we adopt a motion which would uh, put this council on record as calling attention to the need for a study of the process of selection of grand juries and I would add that I would have thought that, that such a, a resolution should be forwarded to the state legislature and to the Alameda County Board of Supervisors so that it would encompass both the local selection uh, process in Alameda County and any matters of state legislation that bear on the, this process. Uh, I had not contemplated that we as a city council would undertake uh, a study. I am willing, however, to add to my motion uh, a request that the Alameda County Superior Court provide information to this council on the process of selection followed in Alameda County. At this point, my tape ran out, and while changing tape, Councilman Zach Brown and John Swingle spoke. I asked them later to recapitulate what they said in this interval. First, Councilman Zach Brown. Well, I feel that it's important to consider in um, selecting a grand jury that um, the matter of pay um, not disqualify people of low income because um, they have to serve considerable time, and at $5 a day, Many people just absolutely couldn't afford to serve, and I think that's unjust discrimination. Now, the members of the grand jury in Alameda County, they're paid how much? Do you know? Five dollars a day. Five dollars a day. Mm -hmm. Is this lower than other grand jury systems? I don't know. I see. But it does, as you say, it, seem to make it an imposition for people who are not of high income. That's right. I mean, it effectively excludes people of low income from gra serving on grand juries if they can only get $5 a day for, for service. And probably this should be corrected every place if, it's, uh, if this is a common practice. Thank you, Councilman Brown. Now, Councilman John Swingle. I think that Mr. Brown, of course, has a, has a very valid comment there. And... Uh, as I say, the only thing that I was really strong in is that the city council itself should ask for information so that we ourselves uh, are in a position to take action on this thing that I feel is a legitimate concern of the Berkeley City Council. 
Mm-hmm. So that uh, coming at this time, it really is calling into question the whole system uh, of grand jury selection. So it is significant this uh, vote today. Certainly, I feel we always should be willing to to have information that might call into question anything. Mm-hmm. Thank you, uh, uh, Councilman John Swingle. Now back to the discussion in the council chamber as City Attorney Anderson answers a question from Councilman Swingle regarding the method by which the county grand jury is selected. The understanding of the process is that the three judges, uh, the 20 judges, each nominate three people. Uh, the cutting down to 30, I don't know how that's accomplished. That might be a piece of information that would be... Or how they, select, how they select the three whom they do. Well, they select the three whether, whether nominations are made to them informally by citizens, whether they evolve this out of their own inner consciousness, or their own personal friendships, I would like to know. All right, one additional point that should be made is that the 60 people who are nominated uh, uh, by the courts must be, as I understand it, uh, represented proportional to the population of the judicial districts within the county. Uh, I should have made that point. Mr. Dewey, you want to the floor. Uh, I'm going to be asked to vote on a motion in the very near future, and the risk of seeing it be troublesome, I'd like to have the city clerk read it. <laughs> Sorry about that, Mrs. Campbell. <laughs> yes, I apologize, too. <laughs> Mrs. Gordon's original motion was that the council go on record as recognizing the need for a study of the method of selection of grand juries. She um, uh, later amended it to add a request that the Alameda County uh, Superior Court provide information to the council uh, on the process of selection followed in Alameda County. All right. Uh, your motion as you stated. Are you ready for uh, no, action on this? No, just Mr. a moment. Monis? Just a moment. Mr. DeMond. No, uh, she uh, still has the council go on record. This is not the council's function. And we should not, we should as individuals challenge it. Not as a group. And, and this challenge should not go si- uh, to wherever it's going, signed with the entire, with the signatures of the entire council. We as individuals, as Mr. Dellum has, and I'm very much surprised that he even brought it here. He's intelligent enough to know where he can go, and I don't mean what you're thinking, uh, that uh, uh, where he can go to Sacramento and change. He has a, uh, Mr. Miller, a very good dear friend of his, Mr. Mulford, Mr. Sherman. But as a group, no, we cannot do it. And as far as I'm concerned, there's no need of challenging the method in selecting the grand jury. This here is only a plot and a plan by the Black Panthers to discourage all people sitting on that jury. This is nothing more but a coercion against the, uh, and, a, and a plot to, to prevent anybody, frightening anyone to go on the jury. If my name is called I'll go on that jury, believe me. Uh, Mr. DeBonis, I would say that we are not challenging. We are. I am, when I second the motion, when I vote for it, I'm asking for information, which I presently You vote the way you want, John, but you're challenging. I'm voting for information. Well, then, get it your own, not, uh, not as a, under a, uh, a group signatures of uh, the city council. We have right. no right into it. Go down and get it on your own. They're plenty busy. Why should they come out here and try to brief us and, and, and uh, come up and be teachers to us? They've got enough to do. We've got plenty to do. If you want to get information, go down and get it. Right, Mr. Mayor. Mr. Dallas. Yes, I'd like to make a brief statement. Uh, I certainly uh, 
yield to your legal competence uh, with respect and listen very carefully to the, the discussion that uh, part two won't be addressed and I see where it will serve no useful purpose to continue to push that. Um, the motion, while it, it, it's not as strong certainly as I would like it to be, um, achieves the essence of the thrust of part one uh, of the resolution. So I'm willing to uh, vote positively on the substitute motion. Very good. Ready for the question now on this motion? All right. All in favor? Oh, roll call, please. Madam Clerk, may we have a roll call vote, please? Councilman Brown? Aye. Sabonis? Emphatically, no. Dellum? Aye. Dewey? Aye. Gordon? Aye. Swingle? Aye. Vice Mayor Sweeney? Aye. So the Berkeley City Council has not voted on Councilman Dellum's resolution calling for the release of Mr. Newton, but it has entered the situation surrounding his case by calling on the Alameda County authorities to explain how they select members of the grand jury, the grand jury that returned the indictment against Mr. Newton. After the City Council adjourned for the day, I asked Mr. Dellums his reaction to the reception his resolution received. I am... Um pleased that something was salvaged out of it. Uh, once I felt the, the pulse of the council, I certainly didn't want to push the resolution into a negative vote. I'm still vitally concerned about Huey Newton's ability to get a fair trial, and I, you know, I think my resolution speaks to where I stand on that issue. I didn't want to detract from the dignity of his trial and certainly his opportunities to receive a fair trial by the possibility of adverse publication of a defeated uh, a motion, uh, a defeated resolution. So I didn't want it to go out into the press as, you know, a resolution supporting Huey Newton was defeated. And I figured that would be the way it would be treated in some media. Uh, so I decided to go along with the positive aspects of it and, 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 and opt for at least some part of the resolution getting through. Now you, the council will be waiting uh, in more information and then perhaps you'll take some further action then? That's correct. Uh, it would be my hope that as we begin to familiarize ourselves with the whole question of the grand jury selection that we might at some point be in a position to, to, to make some very definite recommendations as to how we feel about it. Thank you, Councilman Delamus. This is Colin Edwards.